0: And the good part of being delayed is that I got these cards. I commented over there, probably the slaves were, were, were Palestinians too. It's phenomenal that piece, because that tape was said when Ronald Reagan was president.
1: But you have to first first be comfortable with yourself in order to be able to spend time with yourself.
0: The one afternoon, he went out to a grassy hill and he was just looking, he, he sat down on the grass. Welcome everyone. We're about to begin another episode of the Torah of the Chat. Uh, This week we're doing Pasha Shemoz, and usually we do it a week in advance. This week we're actually doing it this week.
1: We're a little belated. Welcome, everyone. Um, Mostly my fault. But uh, we're here. Better late Mm -hmm. than ever. Yeah, and and the good part of being
0: delayed is that I got these cards to write my notes on. Ooh, I like Um, that I have a good friend by the name of Benny Munheit. He's a graphic designer that actually designed uh, the the Tarasovik the chat. He redesigned the Tarasovik the website as well. And um, he saw last week. I'm reading out of these papers, so he told me, "No, you can't have papers for your notes. You have to have it has to be branded." So he sent me these beautiful cards. I know I didn't send them to you. He should have sent them to you as well. I I feel
1: okay, Benny Munheit. I'm gonna look at Benny Munheit. I'm going to look him up.
0: Benny is the guy.
1: So I actually pushed myself very hard to do this. I'm a little under the weather, but I'm already feeling better, especially seeing those cards in your hands. It looks great. Uh, We're going to start this week is, I think, a very interesting, uh, not interesting, but beautiful. Very beautiful. Every week is beautiful, especially this week. First of all, we start off with the title from 5779, titled A Life Apart. And this is a little bit of a Breslev, uh, a little bit of a Breslev Pasha over here. Yeah. And we know that th- this is astounding. It's really astounding if, if you look at what Ravigdor says. So the the essence of it is that Moshe Rabbeini was forced to flee into the lonely wil- wil- wilderness, Ravigdor says. He became a wanderer in exile, lonely life, no friends, no contact with, with anyone he knew. This is a very lonely existence, and and then he arrives to Midian. and what does he do when he arrives to Midian? He becomes a shepherd, and that's all he does for years.
0: I, I just want to interject something from my notes here, that there's a piece over there in the booklet where Rabbi Miller talks about how the Torah is not is not a history book, and you would expect a biography of Moshe Rabbeinu, you would expect. To tell you know how he he was ten years old twenty years old thirty years old this is what he did this is which school he went to this is the first job he applied to here he started his own business hey, give him give 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 us some some of his life story, but the Torah you hear he was a, a an infant in a box and then all of a sudden he's eighty years old at at the at the at the bush at the burning bush right so the so Robert Miller uses that opportunity to explain that the Torah is not a history book. And when it does seem that it's a history book, it's just to teach us lessons. So, of course, the history is history. But whatever is in there is a lesson for us. Every word, there's no unnecessary letter, no unnecessary word.
1: That's, that's just what I wanted to add over there. So, he brings up a beautiful point. that uh, What happens. So, Masha finally gets to Midian. And what does he do in Midian? What's his career? Does he finally start working with people? Does he, does he train to be… To be our great leader, no, he's a shepherd, he becomes a, a a shepherd with sheep, and he spends his time in solitude, in solitude. so, what's, what's, so, I, there's, there's, there, there's a point that everyone says that, that, I think Rabbi Vigda also brings it, that in order, maybe he doesn't, I'm not sure, maybe you tell me, in order to bring, in order to become a leader of Eden, you have to be a shepherd, you see that, David was a shepherd, um, who else was a shepherd, Jacob was a shepherd, um, if you If you care for for uh forsyn and you care for animals and shem's creations right you, right you so that's uh, a right. Yeah. Medrash. so victor says something else he says this is for one reason, and it was he had to be in isolation because he had to be in his this. his this. and Bavigdur talks about his boice i think i think uh, in in uh Slobotka they they practiced this to some extent.
0: He practiced it.
1: He did. He followed. He
0: he said that he had an experience in his life. The high point in his life was when he was in Slobotka in his twenties. Um, one afternoon, he went out to a grassy hill, and he was just looking. He he sat down on the grass, um, and he was just looking at a dandelion for two hours straight. Just. Just looking at it, and he said that that was an experience that was close to nevuah. That's what he said. That that's what made him Rabbi Melo. That's what made him great.
1: And he says that Misulzah Shudim says that uh, about the great <clears throat> benefits of the Malas Azbaydus. And he says, I'm going to focus here. I should pay close attention to the following because this statement we're going to read is a diamond only. You have to be a maven, a connoisseur, in order to appreciate such a gem. He says the most precious of all things is solitude. Spend time by yourself. He doesn't say you have to be um, all day long by yourself, but you have to make yourself some time by yourself. And he says it's not a good thing. It's the most precious thing a person can do. Is his bite this? And this is this is uh, to me it's mind blowing because obviously when you meet the rest of people, they'll tell you how how important it is, and and you kind of. You know, you think it's a little bit of a joke. But there's something here that built Moshe Rabbeini. I I remember
0: when I was in Yeshiva, I was walking, um I used to walk between the Yeshiva and my apartment. I used to listen to Shir in earphones uh, on the way. It was before they had earpods. So um so one day I was listening to Shir and he was talking about how he sees as he walks in the street, he sees these bachim, these avreichim with the earphones in the ear listening to shir. And he's wondering, when do you guys have time to think? You're always, in yeshiva you're learning. and uh, You know, when you're walking, you're, you're listening to shir. You need some time to think for yourself. And uh, it was just ironic to me that as I was listening to it, he was, uh, he was saying that. But it's a very big yeshid. Yeah, you need some time to think for yourself. No question about it. And walking on the street is the biggest opportunity, or Miller would always say. You know, you don't have to go out to the woods, like in Breslau, you, you're saying Breslau, you don't have to go out to the forest to be this You walk in the street, and you just, you, you use that time. Re-
1: Rabbi, Rabbi Torsky, Rabbi Dr. Tursky, um says in his one of his books, of his many books, when he was a young man, he, he was sent by a doctor to, uh to, to some kind of spa he needed some kind of uh, physical um, therapy and he went they they, there was different things that they they had had to do you know with the salt and with the mud and with this and with that and at one point they they told him to get into this this hot bath and he had to sit there for 20 minutes or for 30 minutes or something like that and uh, you know the story
0: I, i actually remember reading it
1: yeah yeah, and he says at some point after a few minutes he he, could, he couldn't stay in there, and he realized that he couldn't he wasn't comfortable spending time with himself, and that's 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 uh, it's an incredible um, uh, thought, I guess that you have to learn how to be with yourself. I guess it's part part of his by this is to learn who you are and then who you are in relationship to in relation to Hashem and to the world but you have to first first be comfortable with yourself in order to be able to spend time with yourself so then you have the people are too comfortable with themselves
0: so it's a it's a balance it's a big balance um yeah there's another piece in the booklet where he talks about um being in solitude versus being with other people so he says if if you're when you're spending time with Uncle Harry and Uncle Harry is speaking, you have to realize that Uncle Harry became your Rebbe now. And um, it, because when people when people speak, they put ideas in your mind. You're learning from them, and this is something that I see all the time when people listen to podcasts or talk shows. It, it's it's not necessarily going to be oh, sir. Right? We can't point at a postage that says, uh, th- this is alive and the title. You're not allowed to listen to a podcast. And some podcasts are business podcasts and you need to listen to it for your business. Training and development, why not? But um, you see sometimes people who become Mamish Talmidim of their favorite podcast show. of their And, and, and I'm sometimes embarrassed. You have sometimes rabbanim who get all passionate when they're talking about politics or because this is what they're listening to and and they don't even realize how badly it's coming off so just to take a step back and and think about how we spend our time who are we learning from are we comfortable with ourselves and how did moshé benu develop not from learning from others but from really um from really digging into himself and finding the the greatness within beautiful
1: let's move okay. along to five seven eight o oh. uh five seven eight o oh, talks about it's it's really two 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 points that that we're gonna unload over here maybe you're gonna have more points but he says that basia bas she came she came to do what so right there the, the, there there are those that say she was gonna be Megaya drasha says uh, is it is it Rasha that says it? Or is it Chazal? Yeah, 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 Or he quotes Chazal.
0: Both, right.
1: That she she went down to, 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 to bathe from what? To remove herself, to clean herself, cleanse herself from the wickedness the from all the bad things in her in her father's house. Uh that means that she was working on herself and she went to do an action of uh, of cleansing of of chuva basically converting i mean there was before Matan and what happened at that time, because she was there, you know we say that they, she stretched out her hand, then Hashem made her a long hand that's what we remember when we were kids it's a long hand but the victor says over here that that because of of, of her desire to do good. And to to change herself, that's where Moshe passes by, and that's how she's able to reach.
0: Right. It's uh, it, interestingly enough, he, he explains he explains the two pshatim and Rashi over there. It says masa. So Rashi has two explanations. One is she she sent out her her maiden, her, her right. maidservant, maid servant, right. and and the other pshat is that her hand she stretched out her hand. So Rabbi Mila says she stretched out. She sent first masa. She sent out her maid servant, and the The servant girl, she wasn't able to to get to Moshe Rabbeinu because she wasn't interested in getting to him. Then, when she stretched out her hand because she was interested, she she got to him. So it's it's that basically also,
1: she, she didn't deserve it. She didn't. She wasn't right. deserving of it. Um, right. So to to do a chesed for someone like Moshe Rabbeinu is is something that you have to earn. And she at that point in her life, she she earned it. Would she? It's not that that Moshe, obviously the, the, the gratitude that he had for her was was beyond but the fact that she had to have gratitude too that she she was able to uh she went from from being uh you know an Egyptian princess like a million others who we we've never heard of to uh Basia called Baska, who we know very well right.
0: So interestingly enough, he, he, Rabbi Miller takes this lesson, of and he puts it into, uh, this is something that I, since I, since I heard this tape, I've I said it over to so many people because it, it was just so f- interesting to me. He, he talks about, he, he says, let's give an example of this concept. Let's say a young man wants to be a barber. So, if he wants to be a barber, he'll end up being a barber. So he explains. He starts off. He he tries convincing his mother, know oh, ma, if if you let me cut my little brother's hair, uh, you'll save money. You won't have to go to the barber." And then he says he starts thinking like a barber. He gets an emotional high of cutting someone's people of of out of cutting people's hair. Ramila says that is it's, it's it's interesting the way he he sort of went into the guy's head and he says. And then um in yeshiva he's telling the Bakrim, you know, you need a haircut, let me give you a haircut. And he and he says, but w- what's the result of that? The result of that is said that Hashem actually guides him. He says, When it comes time for Shedukim, he's gonna become a barber's son-in-law. He's gonna marry the daughter of a barber, and he's gonna get he's gonna be taken into the business, and eventually he's gonna become a barber. Now, I found it so fascinating because I always learned, if you want to daven well, Hashem is going to help you daven well. You know, if you want to learn more Torah, so Hashem is going to help you learn more Torah. And they said, no, this is a principle in life. This is, this is how life works. You want to get to a certain place, you're going to get there. And I, I know I've seen it play out in my life, you know, big time. It's, it's whatever the path that you choose to go, that's where Hashem leads you, that's where Hashem takes you.
1: It's interesting. I think it's brought down that that for better or for worse. In other words, if somebody wants to do go down a, the wrong path, yeah, open that path to him as well. Um, yeah, we we all. We, I, I see. I, I see that uh, lately. Like, I, I saw a couple of instances where there was something that I I said I want to do. I didn't even act on it, but you know, somehow this opportunity presented itself. It's very interesting, and but but of course Rabbi Miller takes this opportunity to say, "What's the
0: derech that you should want? What's the derech that you should that you should choose? The derech of happiness. You want to be happy. So if you show Hashem that you want to be a happy person, Hashem is going to give you a lot of happiness in your life, and you'll you'll be a truly happy person."
1: Shemos five seven eight one ladder of gratitude, and I think five seven eight two was about gratitude also, and here. Viktor, this morning answered my almost answered my question. I was right before this. I I learned that Asha If you didn't know, Rabbi uh which which is a little bit of a, of a question. How did how does Shmuel touch this up uh, over here? How does he say that 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 was was was. Uh, what well, was it the same old party? I mean, everyone's dying. Yaakov died and Yasu died. at those times already <clears throat> lifespans were more in the hundred year range. So what's the minute of the party? The same party lived for for what? Five hundred years. It's a little hard to it's a little hard to uh to uh, I guess to say, save shot like that. It's like Shmiel. But anyway, so I was wondering about this and and then uh and Rav says uh, and, and then and according to according to both of them, whether it was a new party or it was an old party so so Viviktor brings this point um an interesting point that what happened over here he asuda says he didn't know Yasef what do you mean he didn't know him Vivigda says that they were a very civilized nation they kept they kept archives and and, and documents they knew. Exactly. I think we spoke
0: about that last week or two weeks ago. That you know their their archives are still extant. We still can read them,
1: right? And uh, so 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 how can it be that that it's that it's you know Yosef was nifter, so eighty years later or, or 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 what? And and now actually Yudas Yosef he doesn't he doesn't know him. He doesn't remember him. Never
0: He's heard, heard of him.
1: So, of who, course, the they, guy who built up the, the
0: the entire country of egypt, the guy who saved us from famine from death, never heard of him
1: not only saved us he he um he socialized the whole place he made turned it into a communist country <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he,
0: he changed the system
1: of government he took over yeah. everyone's wealth right complete, complete wealth i don't know how how they had wealth later on, but they even were able to borrow slash take. They're gold. Uh, it's interesting. But besides the point, so what does he say? That he behaved like he didn't know. So whether it was Rav, whether it was Shmiel, whether it was a new king or old king, either way, they knew who Yasuf was. But they started behaving in a way that we don't we don't care about Yasuf, we don't care about Jews. So we hate the Jews and let's let's kill the Jews. So Uh, and and, and so so he talks about this important principle if someone denies gratitude to someone that gave him major, major help if he denies gratitude to a friend he's going to end up denying gratitude to Hashem and you see this over and over again with evil people that um, mistreat us or mistreat good people and they end up obviously They also mistreat Hashem. They also deny Hashem, and this is a major principle in gratitude, and it's a major principle, I think, in in um, seeing in in, in our generation what we're seeing with uh, what we're seeing now in Israel, um, with with people that don't have gratitude, and they don't have gratitude to people, they don't have gratitude to 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 anyone or anything.
0: Rabbi Miller actually says. what he what he says over there is that, and this is the first vart that I ever learned from Rabbi Miller. This is before before I ever knew anything about Rabbi Miller. I heard this vart that actually we spoke about Benny monite before the one who designed this beautiful um I, cards. what
1: beautiful cards Benny yeah
0: these beautiful cards, so I actually spoke at Benny monite's Cheverbroches when he got married, and I said this vart so um so. The vart, the vart is it's not it's not much of a vart, it's a story. Miller says that it's a story that happens every day when children um, eat at their parents' house and he says a bacher comes home and he says and he and he eats a meal and he says a long bikha and he's very from and he closes his eyes and he shakes when he when he davins when he says bekh He says, Did you say thank you to your mother? If you didn't thank your mother, then then how will you thank Hashem? You don't even see him. Your mother's right here. And you're not thanking her. How will you? How will you even thank? How how do you? How can you thank Hashem?
1: So that's that's the. That's, and he says this point. He says if you're not capable of being grateful to a person that's standing right in front of you, you know, sometimes it's a boss, it's a worker, it's a, you know someone that that uh, in shul. it's donors, and and what we discussed uh, last week or two weeks ago is that it's us. We shouldn't be thinking about other people. It's us. Sometimes someone does you a favor and you can't thank him. Sometimes it's awkward. You know, I don't wanna I don't wanna say this, I don't wanna say that. Hashem, it's not awkward. So we have to we have to acknowledge gratitude. The gratitude attitude. The gratitude the gratitude dude. Gratitude. Yeah.
0: And that's Ram culture right there. This is this is big time Ram culture.
1: It all starts it all starts with gratitude. I think yep. that. When we're at, and uh, we're going to move on. 5782 is career of encouragement, which is also, I guess, um, a little bit of uh Oh, one gratitude. more thing in, in yeah.
0: 5781, before we go on. In 5781, he starts over the medish about a statue. He says that there was somebody <laughs> who defaced the, the statue, and the king said, off with his head. So I say, what's shot? I said, because if you if you start off uh disrespecting my statue, the king says, you'll eventually disrespect me. And that's what the Medrash says, that Parai started off saying, Yosef, I don't know who Yasuvat Sadek is, and eventually he said, Who's Hashem? I d I don't know who Hashem is. Right. So so it's just, it's just Rabbi Miller, you know, he, he talks about the, the statue and, and uh monuments and um, we have this movement now here in the U.S. of uh, tearing down monuments. And, and that's, that's really what's discussed in 5782 by Rabbi Miller about respecting, respecting here this, this gratitude for America for taking us in. And just respecting the, the country that you live in and, and being a good citizen and, and not tearing down statues,
1: right? <laughs> Actually, just saw a headline that said in some liberal thing it said that uh, I don't know how many percentage of of slave owners were Jews, <laughs> so identified as Jews or something like that. And which we know that we know that a lot of Jews, even from the south, um, were were, were anti slavery and they and they helped the North. <clears throat> That's our American I, history for today. Yeah, I commented over there. that Probably the slaves were were, were Palestinians too. So <laughs> but um we'll continue with gratitude, yeah. and it says got big what did he do when he got big when he grew up, he was able to leave leave uh, the palace, leave the uh the compound so the first thing he did was he went to his brothers, and we know. All the things that were done to him before.
0: The wording, the wording that Rabbi Miller uses over there was that he was a patriot for his people. That's why I connected it with the with the statues from last year. He was a, he was a patriot for his people, and he he talks over there in that booklet, in the five seven eight two booklet, he talks about you know putting out the American flag and being a patriot. He says, of course, he's talking about being a patriot for the Amish not for the United States government. But like we said last year, if you're not a patriot, to to your mother, you won't be a patriot for Hashem. The same thing, if you're not a, a citizen, if, if you're not a citizen of the United States government, it's it's sort of, it's sort of connected. It's an attitude of gratitude. He said, it's an attitude of connecting to what you're actually connected to.
1: And he brings up an interesting point. He says <laughs> that that before this vayyate Moshe, we don't know vayate we don't know. Uh, about anything that Moshe actually did. Everything was done to him. He was a baby, he was put in the thing, he was saved, he was rescued. It doesn't say anything about him, what kind of what, what character he had. This showed his character, because the first thing he did was express his, his, his um, closeness and his- Right, uh, he actually
0: brings in a booklet, it's not in the bulletin, but he brings in a booklet that we find about him, that he was tall, we find that he was handsome, we find that he was beautiful. This is, you know, there's all these attributes about him, but we don't know anything about his personality, about what he did, unless, you know, until, like you said, we see that he was a patriot for his people.
1: And, and he says, of course, and he, and he says a lot, because you love Hashem, so you love you love their people. So so um, the first thing he did was go out, go out, go out to, 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 to encourage, encourage his brothers. And he says encouragement is a tremendous thing, because everybody in the world, from top to bottom, can use a kind word or a vigor. Always talks about it. But anybody at any time can use a kind word. And he says, even the president, he says, if you believe me, if you send a postcard to Mr. What's-His-Name, send a letter to Donald, to Ronald. He made a mistake. He said Donald. but it wasn't It's, such it's a phenomenal,
0: that piece. Because that tape was said when Ronald Reagan was president. Yeah. And when I was editing this booklet, so we used to, you know, in the beginning, beginning in... in uh, <laughs> In 5778, 5779, uh, Rabbi Markowitz would, would put some here and there. He would stick a line in just to see if I would catch him, you know, that it's his line. It's not Rabbi Miller's line. And most of the time I was you know I was successful. I was able to take it out. Over here, he wrote, you know, I got this document and it says, uh, send a letter to the president, to Donald, to Ronald. And I'm like, come on! You just stuck Donald Trump in there. <laughs> Reverend Miller didn't say that. He says, "Yeah, he he wow. gave me the tape. He says, listen to it." Reverend Miller knew Ronald yeah, Reagan's right name. Why did he say yeah. Donald? It, it was it was interesting.
1: Well, don't forget that that already in the 70s, and the, I don't know when this what, what tape was from. You know. No, I mean, oh, well, yeah, Reagan was president 80s. in the 80s. 80s. So don't yeah. forget, in the 80s, Donald Trump was already uh, talking about uh, politics. So maybe he saw something. <laughs> But he said he once sent a letter to, to to Mr. Truman, and he and the assistant wrote back. They appreciate it. They appreciate letters and they read them. People mm-hmm. appreciate it. So this goes this goes into encouragement, but also into gratitude. That uh, say thank you, and and uh, and you encourage other people. It doesn't cost you anything, and that's the first thing. First thing that he did was went out went out to his brothers to see how they're doing and to encourage them. I mean, you, you might think that it's so push the thing that he should. What else should he be doing? He finally gets out. He should go to his brothers and you know see how they're doing. They've been suffering. They're in Auschwitz. But uh, you would Why? think it's simple. Why would you? I
0: mean, if, if you if you grow up as a prince in the palace, and and the Jews are the the vermin, the scum of the earth. They're the slaves. They're low people. They're low class people. And he was like we said he was tall handsome beautiful the prince he was uh, why why would he look at these low lives these, these laborers they were they were schlepping half naked uh, uh, slaves schlepping stones why would he look at them
1: you're saying he should have been already fully brainwashed and fully so so here we learn that basia must have been a, a very strong guiding force in his life no, Sarah Miller and... actually
0: says that he was connected in this book where he talks about how he was connected right. to his family the whole time. Right. Uh-huh. Um, but still, he he could have gone either way. It was right. definitely a choice that he made to, to to cast his lot with the
1: oppressed, right? Yeah, I mean, you can imagine. He probably had a little miscellacy shoot him with him, you know, <laughs> did, his, did his daf in the morning. Okay. So 5783, Ramil talks about women. And this is actually, he says a couple of funny things here. And he says that, the Gemuda says, It's a famous, famous line. And he says, This mamer is frequently quoted, but it's almost never quoted in connection with its meaning. A rabbi will sometimes use it to, when he speaks to the ladies' auxiliary, when they're buying raffles, to encourage them to buy raffles. Or if the sisterhood gives him a gift, the sisterhood, to give him a gift, I mean, you, you really have to either know a little bit of, of the modern world or just learn Rabbi Miller's titan. you'll know all about the sisterhoods and the women's league. Um, but, but if the sisterhood gives him a gift, send him to Israel or something. So before he leaves, he'll, he'll, in his farewell address, he'll make sure to quote these words. and
0: The righteous women who are paying for my business class seat
1: so so really he says a big chiddush over here he says that what the chummim mean to say it was a separate unique spirit a separate culture of of holiness that that the nushim had that the women had in Mishraim. this is today he says everything's everything's kind of the same we have a Torah that we got from, from CNI there's certain things the men do certain things the women do and and it's kind of on, on a on a same level of, of Ruchnis on the same level of spirituality but in those days it was different. The women had a separate greatness of spirit, and it's because of this attitude of the women they were succeeded in in in, in, in being mama the and obviously um, a daughter that that left Mitzrayim. Um, it's, it's just a very interesting point. I think we see it a lot of times. Rabbi Miller goes in, in different, almost like uh, a paradise, of and drash. He goes into really a lot of different. Uh, I think Rabbi was all push. It Was all very straight so i think no, us, he would he would
0: always say that the deepest side the biggest side the, the biggest secret is is the pshat
1: you know um, but with i, I guess with him pshat you you can see you can see a lot of very very interesting um, um uh, a lot of depth that that you don't normally associate with with regular pshat right but yeah he was a, he was a big big warrior for pshat for simple pshat
0: right he felt like
1: like people
0: uh jump to 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 drush and, and and Remes before they have the Pshat down, and the Pshat because it's accessible to everyone is meant for everyone that's the that's really what it is it's you know Hashem could have written the the Remes straight out in the entire he could have written the drush straight out in the entire Wh- why did he write the Pshat straight out because that's the most the most obvious meaning that's the first thing that you're supposed to learn and if you skip over that you sort of uh
1: but i guess it's it's also that you uh, simple shot is is i mean you can learn it that the, it is the name is it is the the, the the secret is the is the simple shot that you, you have to really dig into the words and, and learn it properly um, and i think that's somehow how he uh was able to pull out such unique uh perspectives from from simple pshat. It was he definitely an original
0: shot. thinker, no question. Yeah. Right. So he, in this piece, in 5783, he goes on to speak about mothers and women and how a mother, through being a mother to a family, becomes a balas chesed. She changes. She becomes a completely different person. And he says, so even the women today although we said that the women today are the same uh, you know we have a Toyota, The men have a Toyota, The women have a tighter, but still the women through being busy all day long for years just giving of themselves and giving and being up all night with the kids and, and working hard for you know for the family to provide uh, meals and 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 everything all the all the housekeeping jobs it's it's pure chesed, so they they change their nature to become to become to become bal chesed, and of course in the end there's a there's a last the last piece is that we he adds some gender fluidity in over there. He says that a dad can become a bal chesed too. He says don't leave it to your wife. You can be a bal chesed too.
1: You change so, diapers and take out the garbage too. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so um, when we do these tasks, we we have to realize that it's it's changing us. There's no question that a father is a different person from a bacher, even if they're both the same age. They're both 25 years old, but the father, at the end of the day, he has people who are relying on him. He has he's doing things for other people on a scale that even the biggest balech and bacher. Let's say he's out volunteer and he volunteers in this and he volunteers in that. At the end of the day he it it it's all it all depends on him if he decides today I'm not in the mood of volunteering, he locks himself up in the room and he's done when somebody's married and he has kids, he has a family depends on him. you can't just check out so it changes you it changes your personality
1: Paul well said, do we have any hateful email this week?
0: We have a lot of hate emails this week, but it's very late. I have to run a <laughs> meeting i just want I just want end off with this with this idea that. The, 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 that we're talking about becoming a changed person that's really what Teresa Vigda is all about it's about changing our personalities and becoming a changed person so let's leave the hate emails on the side for a moment and talk about the, the good emails, the positive emails we receive of people telling us how their lives are changed and that's it that's what we focus on, that's what we're trying to focus on, 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 on becoming better
1: hopefully one day I'm going to send an email also
0: Encouraging letters, right? We spoke about that. Thank you.
1: Beautiful. Thank you.
0: And thank you guys for listening or watching.